Through the end of the year, the Banner of Truth is running its annual Christmas special. That means the Banner has its best prices of the year on all of its books. In particular, the multi-volume sets go on steep discount up to 50% off. Readers will be interested to see their new Puritan box sets and the new premium editions of the Valley of Vision, which are now available. Check them out at thebanneroftruth.org and give some gifts this year that will give some lasting spiritual help long after Christmas is over. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 118, and today we're going to keep going through 1 Peter chapter 5. I'm going to talk to you about exercising oversight not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Let's pray. Lord, we need wisdom, direction. Help us to lead your people well and to serve your people well. God, thank you so much for the gift that it is to be a pastor. I pray for every pastor out there that you would help us to not lead and to not shepherd out of a desire for some sort of power or money or influence in the world or some sort of personal affirmation or something like that. Help us to exercise oversight willingly as you would have us. I thank you for Pastor Peter being willing to speak to us as men and as pastors. And Lord, I pray that we'd all be encouraged, we'd all be challenged, and you would help us to be better pastors, better husbands and fathers. And I trust you're going to do that. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, I hope you're doing well. I just had to clean up a little bit of a coffee spill. I spilled my coffee everywhere as I was recording this first time, and I went ahead and scratched that, cleaned up the coffee, and started over again. So I hope you're having a little bit better morning <laughs> than mine. Uh, so when I tell you a couple things, remind you of things I talked to you about last week. Number one would be the cookbook. The Fruitful and Fearless Cookbook is currently out. It is up for pre-order, and this cookbook is a really unique, multi-generational, legacy edition cookbook. The Fruitful and Fearless ladies, Jordan and Lexi, my wife, and our friend Lexi, along with two other ladies, Bree Scroggins and Margot Voth, have put together this cookbook. It comes in a binder, a really high-quality binder, so it's not a typical cookbook binding where it closes when you're looking at a recipe. It's got waterproof and tearproof pages, and it's going to be around for the long haul. It's $39.99. I'll put the link in the show notes, and I'll tell you what, it's going to be worth it. And so if you want to pre-order that, you can get that pre-order for Christmas and let your ladies know that you got that for them and it's just really great. Ladies, if you're listening in, go check that out and just follow the link in the show notes and you can see that phenomenal cookbook. would love for you guys to pick that up. And uh, secondly, I want to talk to you about the cohort. The Shepherd's Crook cohort is going on this year. And from January to June, the last Saturday of every month from 9 to 11 in the morning, we're going to be doing, doing a Zoom call. For those that are not local, you'll be able to tune in on the Zoom call. For those that are local, we'll just hang out at my house and we'll talk about this stuff from my house. It, so it'll be on-site and it'll be remote. But we're going to be talking about courage, pastoral courage, against all enemies. And I've identified six current enemies that we need courage to stand against. Let me just list these off for you real quick. Theological liberalism, feminism or effeminate pastors and men, abortion, Marxism, fake social justice, and bad ecclesiology. And I've invited a couple of my friends to help me out with this. So one board member, Mark Goldman, will be there one week to talk to us. And then on a couple of the other Zoom calls, we're going to have Michael Foster from It's Good to Be a Man, and then we're going to have Brian Silvey, 
in with us as well, talking to us on the Zoom call. And they're going to do about a 20 to 30 minute talk and we'll be able to ask them some questions and stuff like that. Should be a lot of fun. And then you're going to get exclusive interviews. This week I got an interview with Dr. Tom Askell. We're going to talk about theological liberalism. And then we're going to have Pastor Bill Smith with us as well. I'm actually going to ask him to join us live here at my house. And uh, if he can't do that, then we'll get an exclusive interview with him as well. And then I'm working on some other exclusive interviews. Hopefully we'll have some really great content for you. I want you to be a part of the cohort. It's 125 bucks. If you look at other cohorts or other pastoral groups like this, it can be very expensive. And I tried to make this as cheap as possible. And I wanted to make it worth your time and money. Like this isn't going to waste your time. I'm trying to give you really great content that you're going to love that you're going to be thankful for. And at the end of it, you're going to be a better man. You're going to be a better husband, a better father, and a better pastor for it. So I want you to be a part of it. 125 bucks. You can sign up today. All right. Shameful gain. What is shameful gain? Let's hear Peter again. And let's get the context once again. I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that's going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that's among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Okay, what is shameful gain? Now, I've made a list here, and you may have have your list, but as I look this word up, this isn't exclusively speaking about money, although it is, although it does have implications for money. There are several sorts of shameful gain we could talk about, and as I talk through these, I think you'll be able to identify them in your heart or in the hearts of other men that you've observed without naming names. You're able to think, okay, yeah, I've seen that in that guy, I've seen that in that guy, and oh man, that's ugly, I've seen that in my life, okay? So let's think through four things, money, power, influence in the world, and personal affirmation. So are there men who shepherd the flock of God and exercise oversight for shameful gain, specifically for money? And I think we have to answer the question, yes. Now, we are to pay pastors. Pastors are to be paid, and congregations should be paying pastors. I had a friend of mine, Noah Oldham, one time that said, if you want to make a pastor a lover of money, don't pay him very much. I thought, oh, man, that's really good. Congregations should pay pastors and pay pastors well. My congregation takes care of me the best that they can, and I'm hopeful in the future that I'll get some raises and I'll get my salary where I, where it can be long-term, where I can raise my family and take care of all the things that I need to take care of and put back a retirement, those sorts of things. My church does what we can, and I'm very, very thankful. But there are some pastors who don't just want to be taken care of. They want a Rolls-Royce, or not just a Rolls-Royce. They want the BMW. They want the Mercedes. They want the stuff. And they're pastoring the church because it's an easy enough job to be able to fill a bank account, to be able to fill a retirement account, to be able to get a vacation home. Now, there are pastors that we know about, Creflo Dollar, Kenneth Copeland, those sorts of pastors who, they're, they're like bankrolling millions of dollars. I mean, they've got jets, they've got, they've got the Rolls Royces, those kinds of pastors. But then there's the everyday kind of pastor who approaches pastoral ministry like a job. This isn't a calling this is just his professional calling where he can get a decent paycheck. And there are some churches out there. If you're pastoring a church of more than 200 people, you most likely your your salary is probably over 70 grand a year. And if you're in a bigger city, it's probably well over $100,000 a year. If you're pastoring a, a decently large church, you're making pretty good money. And you're making more money or as much money as many of the men in your church. And you got to watch out for that. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Money is not evil, and if you don't love your money, you can enjoy your money. But if it gets your heart, you'll end up shepherding. You'll keep shepherding to keep that paycheck coming. And that's shepherding for shameful gain, not eagerly. This also happens with pastors who feel like they can't do anything else. They're miserable. They're not doing a good job shepherding the flock. It's definitely not willingly. It's not eagerly. And they stay because they have nothing else to do. How many pastors do you know? And pastor listening in, this may be you. You keep doing what you're doing because you can't do anything else. And this is a way to get a paycheck. 
There are many pastors who are simply doing it for the money, and that's shameful. If you're staying in this thing because you have no other way to get a check, you need to get out of pastoral ministry. You need to trust the Lord. You need to move on from that youth ministry job. You need to move on from that pastoral ministry job, and you need to do something else. I mean, go work construction. Go do something with your hands that can build up your character, but don't exercise oversight in an unwilling manner or simply to get money. That's shameful. Don't do that. What about power? There are many pastors... Thank Carl Lentz. He just got busted for sleeping around with a bunch of women. There are many pastors who shepherd because they want power in the community or they want power over a congregation. They're little men who want power and they accumulate that by getting a bunch of people around them, primarily women, to be happy with them. And it's easy in a congregation in America to get a bunch of women on your side and feel some sense of superiority and power. Michael Foster calls it the white knight pastor. The pastor who comes alongside, shames all the men in the church, and wins the heart of the women in the church. That's exercising oversight for shameful gain. That's exercising oversight for power because you feel like you have to have it. You can do this by gathering around men on the elder team that are yes men. Why do pastors gather a group of men who idolize them and worship them and just say yes to everything that they'll do? I grew up in a church like this. A pastor who got too much power and he accumulated men around him with a bunch of power and he did whatever he want and he left a wake of damage that's still being felt a decade later. That's exercising oversight for shameful gain. He did it for power. What about influence in the world? There are a lot of pastors, especially the celebrity pastors, who are in pastoral ministry, primarily to hang out with celebrities. This is a weird thing. I've got friends of mine, friends of mine, who know people in high places. They know people of influence. And I don't know what the draw is to this, but there is a real draw within a pastor to be liked by the world. And there, It's everywhere. 2020 has exacerbated this. For some reason, pastors want to be liked by the world. And they're just looking around and it's like, okay, I want the bankers to like me. I want the coaches in the town to like me. I want the people in the city to like me. All the people of power to look at me with respect and honor. And friends, if you're doing that, if you're exercising oversight to get that sort of influence in the world, you need to confess that to God. Confess that to your wife. Confess that to your elders and even to your church and ask for forgiveness and just say, hey, listen, I have been doing this for all the wrong reasons. Help me. God, help me. Please help me to exercise oversight, not for shameful gain, but eagerly. What about personal affirmation? There are a lot of wounded men running around, leading churches and serving churches out of a sense of brokenness, and they want people to come alongside of them and stroke their ego. They have emotional wounds from from boyhood. They've not taken those to God. They've got emotional wounds from being an adult or being in pastoral ministry, and they just feel a sense of shame, and being in pastoral ministry will come and stroke their ego. I tell you what, there's not many professions that will earn you an entire month of appreciation, and pastors get that in Pastors Appreciation Month. But there are many pastors, many of them from the inside out, who long to hear the approval and the praise of others. It's all about personal affirmation. Dave Harvey used to say that you can preach a sermon and you can go fishing after the sermon you've preached and you're fishing for compliments. Hey, honey, how was that today? And you can do that in a sense of just wondering, okay, did that did I preach that text faithfully? There's a way to ask your wife how, how that was. But then there's a way that I've done it before that's fishing for compliments. You just want to hear the praise. You thought, oh man, I just hit that out of the park. I just really helped people understand that passage and really was an encouragement to our people. That That's literally what happens in your mind. And it's disconnected from the Holy Spirit of God was moving. God was at work and encouraging that person and convicting that person. And I just sensed that very, very strongly. And it wasn't, it's not that. The question is primarily primarily motivated, honey, will you praise me? Or you ask a friend or a faithful elder in the church, hey, how was that sermon today? And what you're wanting to hear is affirmation rather than the praise of God. Friends, it is easy 
to approach pastoral ministry for shameful gain and exercise that power, wield that power in a way that's dishonoring to God rather than honoring to God. And the challenge that Peter has for us is instead do this thing eagerly, eagerly. The contrast is not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Now, I think that's an interesting contrast. Why would he say not for shameful gain, but eagerly instead of not for shameful gain, but for but to gain the praises of God or something like that? <laughs> Why would he not say that? Well, I think the eagerly is there because if you're going to do something for shameful gain, you're going to have to approach that with a lot of eagerness. If you're doing this for money, power, influence in the world, or personal affirmation, you're having to put your energy and effort into it to get those things you really want. Shameful gain requires energy. It requires planning. It requires persistence. But instead, Peter's saying, don't use that energy for shameful gain. Use it toward willing oversight. Friends, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's not something we simply preach for members of the church. That's for pastors as well. You are loved by the Lord. You are a child of God. And there is no condemnation for you. And so if you have been exercising oversight in a shameful manner, come to Christ because he died for that. He died in your place. His blood came out with names on it. Your name on it. And so come to him. And then look up, get your head up, and start exercising oversight eagerly. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.